You're listening to Something Weird. I'm Brooke, and here's our co-host, Anna. Howdy, everyone. Here you'll find semi-regular dialogue on all things paranormal or even just a little bit weird. We're lifelong friends who've had an affinity for the strange since we first met, and now we're here to explore these phenomena with you. So each week, one of us will dig into a paranormal tale as we ponder the question, do we want to believe? And now that we're finally getting back into the swing of things, it's back to me. My turn. Your turn. Story time. To introduce my topic this week, I'm actually pretty excited because I feel like we haven't done something like this in a really long time, but it was all inspired by my recent trip to Nashville. You know I went there. You loved it. I do. I do love Nashville. There's something about the South that is so, I don't know, intriguing, but also like kind of scary and definitely offensive and problematic. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but Nashville is a lovely town. But like I was saying, it definitely has its like rich and also very problematic and really dark history. But of course, with that comes a lot of great ghost stories because where bad things happen, we know, as we've noted many times before, typically spirits linger. Nashville is one of those cities where you can like do ghost tours and, you know, go to all, all these old places and wait for something to haunt you or whatever. Um, I didn't. Oh, I wasn't able to do that. I don't think anyone on that trip would have done any of that with me. Ooh. I know. But I was told about one kind of haunt, local haunt, that really piqued my interest. So I started looking into it. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go, but it's definitely something that I want to add to our list. Ye old, ever-growing list. Yes, always. <laughs> So I was told about the Bell Witch Cave. So I started digging in, doing some research, and what I found is just a fantastic, classic ghost story. Dang. I don't know this story, but I know I've heard that name. Is there a book about it? There's actually a lot, and a lot was inspired by it. I was surprised that I wasn't more familiar... (laughs) like almost everything that I talk about on this podcast, I was surprised that I didn't know more about it. Given oh, wait, Brooke, you're thinking of the Blair Witch no, Project. I'm not thinking of it. Shut <laughs> up. Actually, there is a connection to the Bell Witch Cave and the Blair Witch Project. So hey. shut the fuck up. Red tape it for me. God. Red thread it, I mean. I will. Okay, so I've got a ghost story for you. So let's get into it. Bell Witch Cave. We know in, especially in like American lore, there are some ghost stories that just kind of stick. Even outside of American lore, there's just like the ones that you know. Apparently the Bell Witch Cave is one of those, but for whatever reason, I wasn't that familiar with it. Shouldn't be surprised, but... Is it a southern... It may be. Kind of how, well, Sasquatch is pretty well known and like loved across the globe. But I also feel like that's been a, a somewhat recent insurgence. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to give myself a pass on that one. Sure. 
I kind of said that to myself as well until I looked more into its connection to like pop culture. Damn it! And then I felt stupid. So, regardless. Cool. <laughs> Just set that up for me. You're gonna feel stupid. <laughs> oh, that's right. You usually I'm, do. I'm but... right there with you. So one of these such stories is a bizarre and frightening case that has resonated apparently around the world. And this pretty profound and pretty significant tale of a haunting was carried out by an entity that is still questioned and debated today, but is actually considered to be one of the most famous ghostly encounters in American history. (laughs) Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. For sure. (laughs) Know about this. We totally are interested in the paranormal. We just haven't heard of 80% of what we talk about. We're on a steep learning curve. (laughs) Well, there's nothing better than learning, so let's learn. Dates back to 1804. The scene? A humble little farm outside of Nashville, owned by John William Bell and his wife Lucy. They decided to move to this large plot of land, a rural land, in Robertson County in northern Tennessee. Back then it was called Red River, but today it's known as Adams, Tennessee. Their family, which would come to be, eventually they would have eight children. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Their family, along with their slaves, let us not forget that we are talking about 1800s South Tennessee, So let's not forget these characters because they do exist. Yeah. But their family and their slaves would tend to this land, um, would tend to the farm, and eventually encounter what apparently is one of the most infamous ghosts in our history. So it all starts in 1817, and this is when they get the first signs of this this dark, frightening entity that would end up haunting and in many ways ruining the lives of this happy little family on their farm. The first sign that something was kind of off was on the farm itself. There was a strange creature that was sighted stalking about um, by John when he was out walking the property one evening. He saw what he described to be a large dog-like creature with a rabbit head, and again, he described it as sulking around in the shadows. Naturally, he freaks out, and the first thing that he decides to do is shoot it. Classic. Wait, it had a rabbit head? A rabbit head, yeah. A dog-like creature with a rabbit head. So I would say rabbit-like creature with... I don't know. Is this Skinwalker Ranch? It kind of sounds like it. Just wait. So again, John freaks out, grabs his gun, which of course is on his person, tries to shoot it, but instead of killing it, the thing just vanishes into thin air. Nowhere to be seen. Just boop, gone. In the coming days, one of the Bell's slaves, his name was Dean, which is according to some documents that's hard to corroborate, but we'll give him a name, Dean. Um, Dean. He would also claim to see a massive black hound on the land. This, he said, would even, like, follow him around the property. And he described other apparitions that he started to see around the property as well. Such oh, as, my word. Such as a creepy giant bird. Oh, 
No, it was described as a bird on a fence that as he got closer turned into like a giant bird and then just took off into the air. Um, yeah, it's called perspective. It got bigger as you got closer. And when you got close, it got scared and flew away, Dean. (laughs) Hey, but it's trying times. It is. Also, Johnson Drew made claims of seeing a girl dressed in green that was swinging from a tree branch. Just a girl swinging from a tree branch. There's even illustrations of this that have been made for whatever reason. And it's literally a girl swinging in a tree branch with the entirety of his family running away. Uh, Holy shit! There's a girl! Get out of here! She's wearing green! She's swinging on a branch! So ultimately the point is, in these early times, it was just these strange sightings of strange things around the property, which is creepy enough, but of course this is just the beginning. Things would begin to intensify at their farmhouse, as within the house, there began a series of unexplained phenomena. So within the farmhouse itself, some occurrences included weird noises coming what sounded like from within the walls, strange thuds and bangs throughout the night... With time, there was also things like gnawing and clawing at the walls and at the bedposts. Wait! Okay. Yeah. Now, are we talking about Jeff the Weasel? Yeah. Because this is hitting so many stories we've Mm -hmm. covered. This is like Roanoke uh, in AHS, you know, where everything just meets in one place. Mm -hmm. Everything. So yeah, now all of a sudden there's somebody like gnawing on their bedposts at night, they're scratching (laughs) on the walls. When Uh, you say someone or somebody rather than something, it just makes it so, uh, it really changes the narrative for me at least. Something was scratching at the wall. Something was gnawing at the bedpost. Someone was gnawing at the bedpost. Like that makes such a big difference. In my mind, at least. You're right. I'm just saying it, it was impactful. Oh, okay. Good work. I don't know if it's appropriate for me to say someone, but you can decide later. What else is happening in this house? So there's the scratching. There were also a lot of accounts of within the family hearing what sounded like shifting and rattling chains being dragged throughout the house. And eventually, they all started to hear what sounded like and disembodied a disembodied women's voice singing and laughing throughout the night. Mm, That'd be annoying. Mm -hmm. So gradually, all of these occurrences would escalate. The disturbances would gain volume and intensity. So all these disturbances escalated to the point that it was keeping most of the family up at night. Like it was so loud, it was so intense that it really became like a terror each night for this family. And in the classic horror movie kind of way, the apparent haunting began to manifest itself in a more concrete and physical way. Classic things like blankets being pulled off of the bed, objects moving across the room or being knocked over, sometimes even with violent force, utensils that would be slapped right out of their hands, (laughs) food pulled straight out of their mouths, food spilled on the kitchen floor... Oh my word. And well, okay. <laughs> okay. Next time I just start drooling or like food falls out of my mouth, I'll be like, listen, I, 
A ghost did it. It was an entity. Every time when I take a drink of water and it spills all over myself, it was definitely a ghost. Yeah? Yeah. Not even afraid. Out of my hands. And while that is all good and fun and it, like, is easy to laugh at, according to the accounts, all of this stuff, it just continues to escalate to where eventually there were actual physical assaults on the family members. Like, this family literally started getting beaten up by whatever this thing was that was in their house. (sighs) So it started as pushes or being poked or pinched, but pretty quickly it got out of hand This unseen entity began slapping, punching, (laughs) pulling hair, and scratching. Oftentimes, family members would have welts, bruises, and scratches all over their bodies. And, poor thing, their daughter Betsy seemed to be the most targeted out of the entire family. She took almost the entirety of the wrath of whatever this thing is. So... I like how it um, sucks to be Betsy's right. But I do, I I kind of like how it starts off mild. It kind of like gets a taste for things or maybe it's just seeing how far it can go. I don't know. You would think it'd kind of just start off walloping their asses, you know, just kind of, I mean, it's evil. So here I am going to smack you across the face. But no, it's like start pinches. I feel like I've complained about that before when we were talking about, like, ghosts or horror movies. It's like, why does it always do the same shit? Why does it always start small and then escalate? Like, is it a matter of, like, building up their ability or, like, building up, you know, like, energy or whatever is necessary? I just... Or are they really just fucking with people? Like... It's like they've got a like a video game where they get 10 pokes and increase like, your XP. Yeah. <laughs> Just give him a slap. Yeah. Mushroom. I mean, that's how it seems. Anyway. Yeah. Sucks to be Betsy. She got beat up the most. There was one occasion where there's accounts of her being, like, poked by needles. Like, a bunch oh. of needles ended up all over her body. Um, oh. But what's also kind of funny is that this entity had no problem with the wife, Lucy. So, like, the mom of this whole family. No problem. She was indifferent, mm. or she actually seemed to, like, kind of favor her. I was reading some of the stories that describe that this thing, whatever it is that we'll come to learn, would actually, like, bring her flowers and fruit. Shit, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's kind else... of like Jeff the Weasel. Yeah, because yeah, he loved the daughter, right? Yeah, except a little too much. Yeah. But, again, like, I'd rather have fruit and flowers than needles in my skin unless it's acupuncture Hmm. i would want that thing on my side so like lucy hated the rest of the family now back to john again who's the father of this family owner of this farm he tried to keep this all under wraps he wasn't about to be like the town gossip unfortunately that didn't (laughs) really work the attacks became so intense and it was so constant that they had to reach out for help they just needed someone to come and try to figure out what the fuck was going on so one of the first people that they approached to help was their neighbor by the names of james johnston who allegedly witnessed many of the phenomena firsthand and it was johnson who came to the conclusion that the 
entity was actually intelligent and could speak if prompted to do so. Which I find really weird that he would draw that conclusion. Like, I don't know. What would make you think, like, yeah, this thing, if you if you talk to it, it'll definitely... Well, maybe he, he asked it a question and it responded. I don't know. Like, uh, opposed to an animalistic spirit that just, like, throws a vase at your head if you ask it a question. No, but, I don't... like, how often do you hear of a ghost that can talk to you? I mean, can't they all? I thought they all could. Can they? I don't know. They're not like Casper. I guess I just assumed... I mean, Ouija boards... Yeah. In my mind, they just don't want to. Fair. This girl really wanted to. So after the neighbor James was like, hey, if you talk to it, it'll probably talk to you back. That's exactly what they did. And that's exactly what she did. So soon after, they started talking. And now we get to introduce our ghost. Johnston's idea of help was, oh, talk to it. Talk to it. Just see what it has to say. I mean, it worked (sighs) in some ways. So they did start speaking, and the entity started speaking quite a lot, was very talkative. She would often give sermons and would quote scripture from the Bible. She was also known for gossiping about other people in town. She would like hop into, she would brag that she was able to hop into other people's homes, watch what was happening, and then would bring back the hot goss to the Bell <gasps> family and like laugh about it, which is Yo, amazing. This is Jeff the Weasel <laughs> embodied in a not a weasel (laughs) i don't know but they have the same personality Mm -hmm. they would be little bitches together for sure and awful like if they ever met in this spiritual realm i mean i hope they never do because that would be the end of us that'd be trouble they sound one and the same well speaking of jeff she was also known for mimicking people and getting accents down like to a t And just, like, entertaining herself by mimicking and making fun of people. I mean. I mean, I get it. (laughs) But eventually, she finally introduced herself. She introduced herself formally as the witch of a woman named Kate Batts, who had been a neighbor of the Bells and had sworn to haunt the family in death due to a perceived slight against her. She also explained that apparently there was some bad business that went down over the sale or ownership of a slave at the time. All right, Kate, you shut the fuck up. Are the worst. So yeah, Kate before death promised to haunt this family, and that's exactly what she did. She picked on them. She beat them up. She chatted them up for a while, but unfortunately. She became more and more violent with time. So while all of this is happening, she was also becoming like really popular and very well-known. Like Stories of what was happening at the Bell Farm were like getting around town. And apparently she became so popular that 
according to some accounts, she drew the attention of none other than future president of the United States, General Andrew Jackson, the piece of shit himself. (laughs) He heard all these stories and he was like, there is no way. He was super skeptical, but he was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to like bring my crew and we're going to go. So he goes to the farm, he arrives, and his whole, apparently, again, these are according to the accounts, his whole thing is that he's going to go and he's going to prove that this is all a hoax. Just like, you know, macho man, whatever. (laughs) That's not what happened, though. They all show up, they all think that they're in for, like, you know, a night of fun or whatever and poking fun at this, but in reality, that's not at all what occurred. As they approach the Bell property, something very strange allegedly happened and this is according to a book that was written in 1894 called an authenticated history of the famous bell witch just then traveling over a smooth level piece of road the wagon halted and stuck fast the driver popped his whip whooped and shouted to the team and the horses pulled with all of their might but could not move the wagon an inch it was dead stuck as if it was welded to the earth General Jackson commanded all men to dismount, put their shoulders to the wheels, and give the wagon a push, but all in vain. It was a no-go. The wheels wheels were taken off, one at a time, and examined, and found to be all right, revolving easily on the axles. General Jackson, after a few moments thought, realizing that they were in a fix, threw up his hands, exclaiming, "By By the eternal, boys, it is the witch. Then came the sound of a sharp, metallic voice from the bushes, saying, All right, General, let the the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight. Ah, okay. (laughs) This gay. The men, in bewildered astonishment, looked in every direction to see if they could discover from where came the strange voice, but could find no explanation to the mystery. The horses then started unexpectedly unexpectedly on their own accord, and the wagon rolled along as light and smoothly as ever. So that apparently goes down on the street as they're coming in to the farm. But, of course, Jackson is like, I ain't no bitch, let's keep going. So they go, and they're like, okay, we just got a little scare. He ended up staying the night at the Creepy Bell Farm, where the witch allegedly kept her promise to see him again that night. According to most versions of the story, Jackson and his men were were accosted by the witch, pinched, slapped, screamed at, <laughs> and having their blink- blankets relentlessly torn away. It was so savage, these assaults, that Jackson was reportedly officially completely freaked out and said this as he left. I'd rather fight the British in New Orleans than have to fight the Bell Witch. (laughs) This is probably not true, but it was too good not to include. (laughs) I'm just picturing that whole debacle, and it's pretty funny. He's just wearing his little nightgown and romps off. Yeah. Yeah. So mad. Um, Unfortunately for years, the Bell Witch would continue to haunt the Bell family. This all culminates with John Bell dying after falling mysteriously ill in December of 1820. 
According to the stories, there was a bottle of poison that was found near his limp body and by some accounts in his medicine cabinet. And the witch would gleefully gloat that she had force-fed it to him while he slept. To who? Who would she gloat to? I don't know. People on the street? Who knows? (laughs) She's just tweeting. She talks. Oh, and then get this. So not only does she apparently kill him and poison him, but she continues to torment him at his own funeral. Stories say that at his funeral, she was there, and you could hear her cackling, singing joyfully, and even going so far as to singing drinking songs in celebration (gasps) of his death. While guests just, like, listened and looked in just shock and disgust. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. Yep. God, Kate was a bitch. a bitch. And then remember how she hated Betsy, the daughter? Yeah. So apparently part of her agenda was to ruin her would-be marriage to this guy, Joshua Gardner. So she was engaged. And part of what the witch wanted is for them to break up because whatever, I don't know, vendetta she had against Joshua So after the dad died, she, like, focused primarily on Betsy and ruining their marriage. So she planned a number of attacks on her fiancé, and Joshua was then cursed with having never-ending choking attacks, where he described it as feeling like there was a sharp stick stuck in his neck at all times. Acid reflux, my man. Probably. Acid reflux. But they did break up. But. They broke up. That sucks. Yeah. Years later, she eventually starts to leave this family alone. But she promised she would return shortly after. 1928, she did come back with more attacks on the family. And then once again vanishing, saying that she would reappear again in 1935. Although it's unknown if she ever did actually reappear. And while she did stop haunting the family eventually... This wasn't the last sighting of her. There's a ton of different... Like, you could read story after story of people supposedly having seen her or having interactions with her. But one of kind of the spookier stories and what is now a place that you can visit um, in Nashville is her dwellings in a cave. So one of the most popular and spooky stories around this um, is that she took up residence in, in, in an abandoned cave not far away from the farm. Apparently, this lies on a Native American burial ground, which we know that's never a good thing if we're gonna mm. if we're gonna see that. But apparently, the story goes is that she resides there to this day, and there have been a number of different reports of hearing sounds like laughing, moaning, rasping, wheezing, and the voice of an old whisper or an old woman whispering to beckon people into the darkness. There's also been people reporting that in the cave to being choked, pushed, slapped, or having their hair pulled while they're down in the cave. Others have said that they've been paralyzed in the place or having what feels like an immense weight placed upon them. So, of course, it turned into a tourist attraction. And now you can go to Adams, Tennessee and go into the cave and get a little thrill for yourself if you want to. Oh my word. Get poked. Pretty much. 
So this whole story is about the Bell Witch, like the Bell family witch, but mm-hmm. it's known today as the Bell Witch Cave because apparently she lives there and apparently you can go and like visit her. Hmm. Dumb. But naturally, there's a lot of questions of like, is this true? Did this happen? How do we know? There's a lot of skeptics, of course, but there's a couple different like main sources of information, primarily what is thought to be um, John Bell's diary, and then also the book that was written about this whole ordeal in 1894. So we'll leave it with the words of Richard Bell, who is one of the sons of John Bell, who would have experienced what took place. This is again from his supposed diary. Whether it was witchery, such as an afflicted people in past centuries and the darker ages, whether some gifted fiend of hellish nature, practicing sorcery or selfish enjoyment, or some more modern science akin to that of mesmerism, or some hobgoblin native to the wilds of the country, or a disembodied soul shut out from heaven, or an evil spirit like those that Paul drove out of the man into the swine, setting them mad, or a demon let loose from hell, I am unable to decide, nor has anyone yet divined its, divined its nature or cause for appearing, and I trust this description of the monster in all forms and shapes and many other tongues will lead experts who may come with a wiser generation to a correct conclusion and satisfactory explanation. So oh, well, Richard, sorry we let you down. Counting on us, we don't know... We are not the wiser generation. We are not. No one knows anything. He like really gave a lot. He like laid it yeah, all out there. He was like, there. it could be this, 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 this. He's like, this demon or that demon could be that other demon, could be this spirit, could be this demon spirit. You're like, all right, dude. Or the hobgoblin. <laughs> what? But we don't know. But one thing that we do know for sure is that this definitely has inspired some classic horror including serving as the inspiration for the 1999 movie the blair witch project and the basis of the 2005 movie an american haunting among many others yeah that's makes sense it's kind of has the heart of so many ghost stories at its breast yeah that's it what do you think I love a good ghost story. I don't know. I guess I think the thing that I was struggling with in in like researching this and and looking at stuff is that there's so many different accounts of what happened and not really one like authoritative source, you know? Like I want to believe this family, but we're also looking at like things that supposedly were diaries and like accounts from like generations. So I'm a little bit worried that weird stuff that might have happened on this farm just got turned into a spooky story, you know? Yeah. Just like things do. Which, not to say that it's any less interesting or any less, like, of a ghost story, but there's very little, like, firsthand account to go off of. So I struggle yeah. with that. Well, okay. I have some questions. Okay. I've got a lot of questions. Why would she go to a cave when she could just haunt a house she clearly is a bit of a sadist so doesn't have problems with 
tormenting people. True. So, like, why would she banish herself to a cave? And then it's not like she's not doing shit there either. It's not like she's removed herself to become a better spirit or something. Mm-hmm. She's just an asshole in a cave. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Well, actually, part of another thing that I was reading was that like her origins is that she was actually Native American, so that she is actually more closely tied to the cave than she ever was the family. But that doesn't give any explanation as to why she would target that family. So, I don't know. Or also just not live in a cave. True. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're a ghost and earthly well, comforts cave, don't matter, but... The cave is supposedly near a burial ground so it could just be like proximity okay 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 i don't know just a close jaunt yeah okay so that's just one one okay how do we know what she looks like how does everyone know that this the same entity or ghost you know like they're all saying oh it's it's the bell witch Mm -hmm. but how how do they know it's not like they're tagging Instagram pictures. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that speaks to the reality that this is probably just, like, stories getting passed around. Yeah. Of like, oh, we heard this creepy thing in the woods. It must have been her. Oh, it must have. Yeah, it must have been the Bell Witch. Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, how would they, if someone hadn't heard or of, like, exactly what she looked like, that's just kind of a, it definitely sounds, like you said, just a like amalgamation of stories Mm -hmm. and the bell witch kind of was the name to put on it. But I mean, it makes sense. We've all got labels, I guess we put on certain things. Also, what about the animals? Like the, the rabbit dog and the teeny big bird, just teeny big bird (laughs) one offs. Just, you know, she's fucking around one day, shape shifting, just spirit animaling. What felt Got right? confused. <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. I kept waiting for them to make another appearance. That's what Richard was referring to when he said hobgoblin. Yeah, maybe. Well, he does reference like kind of these different like forms of a demon. So maybe yeah, maybe the maybe the animal thing was more common, or like she would shapeshift to these different. Yeah, things. I don't know. And then one last thing, and this, I mean, this is the first thing that came to mind, and I don't know what this says about me, but I think it's the mom. Who? The tormentor. Okay, why? Explain that. Like, you think she was beating her family and, like, came up with this story? No, I think she was just fucking with them, and somehow in the midst of eight kids being under each other's influence and a little bit of mass hysteria, she was able to kind of beat on them or, you know, like, I don't know, she could throw something at them and be like, oh, the the bell witch. Maybe she wasn't happy. And then the whole poison next to the body of the husband, Mm. that's just a bit strange. Yeah, Um, and she was the only one that was favored by her. It's just kind of, it's kind of what comes to mind if it's going to be a reasonable explanation, I think mm-hmm. that would be a pretty close one. Like, kids are really easy to manipulate, and she might not have been very happy and well, just wanted I wonder to... too, and, like, maybe I'm taking this too far, but, like, 
the mind can do some really powerful shit when you're in when you're like experiencing trauma so I wonder if like she wasn't well or she was doing these things to her family and the kids kind of convinced themselves otherwise Mm. almost like it was a lie that the family told themselves as as whatever the fuck was going on with the mom kind of crumbled around them that would be a very interesting twist on all of this and then for it to happen what 30 40 years later or was it no it was like 10 she came back it happened again she came back like six years later or something and then she said she was going to come back in 1935 but no one knows if she did it could be like a copycat situation mm-hmm. where just another mom's just fucking fed up and she's like, yeah, the bell witch is back. Better watch your asses and eat your greens because not saying that that's right in any beating on your kids is, is cool if they don't eat their greens. But um, and then there's kind of like perpetuating this. She'll be back. She'll be back. Mm-hmm. And then someone will down the line decided to be the boogeyman instead yeah interesting i had not thought of that at all starts as these small little things Mm. even like mimicking and for it to be targeted towards one specific daughter i don't know yeah um yeah and like target her relationship she's just like at the funeral she's like (laughs) okay i have to go to the bathroom i'll be right back (laughs) just he was an asshole and like just start singing but no one thinks oh could be the wife yeah she just it's her. tucked away to the bathroom damn um, maybe you just figured it out i don't know or it's all made up those are the options i don't know which i mean i guess i prefer the made up but that's like a lot of made up okay it always comes back to this there are like you know, hundreds of stories that make up the thread that make up the fabric of this entity. Yes. And that's not to say that some of those threads aren't real silk, if we're going to stick with this metaphor. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, some of these stories are just total crap, and they're, some of them I do think are real. Like, some scenarios and instances people do have encounters with things that are unexplainable Mm -hmm. and those are tied with other experiences that could just be, I mean, not just, but they could be something that stems from trauma or mental health or just campfire stories. Yeah. Very true. I'm sure there's a logical explanation in here somewhere. It's Ma Bell. I'm telling you. Ma Bell. She's the one. Well, certainly a theory to ponder, um, but we would also love to know, listeners, what your thoughts are. Are you on board with Anna's theory? Do you think it's all BS? Or maybe there's some other explanation. Tell us what you believe. And if you have any other stories to share with us, we'd love to hear those too. They're paranormal, spooky, or just weird. Send them along. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of our others, I know they've been... uh fewer and further between. Either way, let us know with a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. It makes a wild difference and helps us get the truth out there. All right, well, we successfully made it another week. We're happy to be 
kind of back on track here and back into the swing of things. So until next time, stay weirdy.